0: We're not here to teach the hard skill. We are here to teach the soft skill because if you don't have the soft skills, I don't care who you are, what industry you're in, you can't be successful.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co founder of the industrial marketing agency Gorilla 76. Reading, writing, and arithmetic, and machining, and welding, and fabrication. That's what high school is about if you're a student at Aleva Strum High School in Northwestern Wisconsin. We hear so much these days about the skilled labor gap problem in manufacturing. Baby boomers leaving the industrial sector workforce, Gen Zers not wanting to join it. Well, my guest today will tell you what he's doing to change all of this through a functioning job shop that sits within the walls of a very unique high school. So let's get into it. Matt Goosey is president of MRS Machining Company, a business that was started by Matt's father in his garage back in 1986 and is now owned by Matt and his wife, Vicky. In 2007, MRS was named one of American Machinist Magazine's top 10 machine shops in the nation, and more recently, a 2017 top shop by Modern Machine Shop Magazine. Matt's proud to say that he helped get the Cardinal Manufacturing Company inside of Oliva Strum High School up off the ground by donating equipment. He continues to donate his time and expertise to Cardinal on a regular basis. Matt's keenly interested in developing new talent and ideas for the manufacturing industry and has two patents for cutting tools that he himself developed. Matt has always been very active in his community, serving on his local school board as a licensed official for both football and basketball, and on the Chippewa Valley Technical College Machine Tool Advisory Board. He's passionate about cycling and has successfully peaked up Pikes, cycled up Pikes Peak to an elevation of 14,115 feet. And this past year Matt put over 9000 miles on his bike. Matt, welcome to the show.
0: I'm delighted to be here,
2: Joel. Awesome. Well, you know, Matt, I kind of stumbled across you online recently on LinkedIn and was just immediately it struck me the how interesting this this thing you have going at with Cardinal Manufacturing is. I, you know, I hear the same thing Time and time again these days from manufacturing leaders about baby boomers are exiting the workforce. Young people don't want to get into manufacturing. And as a result of all this, paired with a booming manufacturing industry here in 2021, you know, it's very clear that there aren't enough people to do the jobs that need to be done. And then I see, you know, you involved in cardinal manufacturing, which is an actual manufacturing operation that's operating within the walls of a Wisconsin high school with a mission that reads filling the skills gap one student at a time. And I, I saw this and immediately said, okay, I got to get mad on the show and, and hear Cardinal's story right away. So here we are.
0: Yeah. I started that back in 2006, 2007. And I, you know, right around 2000, you know, I was in business and I personally, I tried to start my own school here at MRS and well, where do you go look for students? And I didn't really have any luck with the schools. I just kept getting closed doors. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't take no for an answer. I will find a way if I truly believe in it. So we started our own class here at MRS. And what I did is I went out to all these fast food restaurants, right? And there's actually a local one here in Wisconsin called Culver's. And their people are always so nice. And they were just very pleasant. And I'm like, you know, those are the guys I have to get in our shop because I know they have the work ethic, the skills, soft skills part of it the rest I can teach. So we, I ended up hiring like six of these people out of different restaurants. And I remember one was even Burger King and we brought them in here and they, were, they stayed on for about three to six months. But within a year, they were all gone. And I'm like, geez, there's got to be a better way. And I had a friend of mine who I met over Menominee and we're, I got invited to a baseball game. And on our way down there, we kept talking about this, this issues we're talking about today. And he says, I got a guy you got to meet. His name's Craig Krakowski. He's actually working part-time for me, and he's going to UW Stout for to get his teacher's degree. And I, hey, spot on. He goes, well, I know he's going to Chicago. And I said, hey, IMTS? And he goes, yeah, that's where that's where we're going to be. And I said, hey, all great things happen at IMTS. So we decided to meet under a banner, because if you've ever been to IMTS, it's a pretty big place, and that is such and such time. And so we finally met up. and. Within a minute, talking to this guy, Craig, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's a superstar. I need, you know, you just kind of get goosebumps when you talk to somebody that's really smart and focused. I have to get this guy involved in my plan of developing young talent. So he told me, right now he's still going to school. When he gets done, gets a job, he would commit to reaching out to me. Long and behold, I think it was like six months later, I get a phone call. Hey, this is Craig Krakowski. I'm over here to leave a strum. And um, I'm I'm gonna take it over the tech edge. And I'm like, well, that's only 20 miles away. Hey, I'm on board. And from there, it, you know, he told me it's gonna be a couple of years before he gets up and going. So I invited him over and he met my dad. And well, my dad was really, really generous. He always said, One hands for giving, one hands for receiving. And actually, my dad got the horse, the cart in front of the horse a little bit. And he said, hey, Craig, what do you need? And Craig says, Well, I'd like to have this, I like to have that. And my dad said, Okay, you can have our CNC mill. You can have our saw, you can have our lathe, like, whoa, 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 here, wait a minute here, dad. We, we got to get the program up and going because it's a complete mess. So Craig knew that back of his hand and he basically went over there and started cleaning house and and that's how, that's how this whole thing developed. And I personally tell people, if I wasn't a machinist or business owner, I'd probably become a school teacher because when you meet these kids, they're from broken homes, some are from good homes, but they're willing to listen to you, they're eager to learn because that's what kids need these days, you know, and one of the questions is how do you work with, I don't know if they're Gen Zs or Gen Xs or whatever, but kids want attention and that's what you have to do. So the first thing I did and I went over there, well, I got friends with them on Snapchat because that became more of a, it, it started out being a, a communication tool, but it ended up being a, you stay in touch, you know, tool. And, you know, that's what kids are hungry for is attention because, you know, if you don't have a father in your life, or you don't have a mother in your you split homes back and forth and they seem to find trouble and you just got to stay in touch with them. And that's how I got involved in it. That's kind of a long question, answer to your question, but.
2: It's great. And and I think it's, I would like you to use that as a lead in to just tell our audience a little bit about, you know, what is Cardinal Manufacturing, first of all, and, you know, you kind of gave the lead into how you wound up there, but tell us a little bit about what Cardinal is.
0: Well, Cardinal Manufacturing and really in a nutshell, it's my competitor. Well, like I said, if I'm threatened by it, a bunch of high school kids and it has a hundred percent turnover every two years and works two hours a day, I got other issues, but really it's a job shop. You know, we focus on welding. We focus on machining. Now, these jobs aren't jobs that MRS is ever going to do. And quite frankly, no one locally wants to do them because there's really no money in it. And really what this program does, it, it number one, it Gives a school revenue, which is a plus. And being all my years at the school board, that's the first question you're asked, the financial part of it. Number two, it it generates a revenue for the program so we can give back and buy tools. And third of all, the kids get paid. Well, that's the thing that the kids says me. If I was a high school student, if someone paid me to go to high school, I'd be up every morning wanting to go. And on average, they get about, you know, the profit sharing is about 2000 dollars a year. But what's really nice about this is Craig is just a wonderful person. And I can tell you how you can do this, but he went on all the businesses and got donations and got people involved and he's got some pretty wealthy people involved and and one couple of them actually anybody that goes into manufacturing their school is pretty much hundred percent paid for so you can go to a two-year tech college and then when you're done you have zero debt and that's what that's big because some people go to that four-year college and they're done and like why did they do this I mean I have probably have six of them at MRS, that went to the four-year college, six-year college, or whatever, have a hundred thousand-dollar debt over their head. Where these kids went to two-year college, making the same wage with zero debt, so they're going out buying homes and cars and enjoying life. And and you know, that's my main focus. If I can prevent one kid from making a bad decision, because I never had that when I grew up, that's the goal. I mean, it's not all about me. So you know, these guys—it's a student run. I mean, the machinists are in charge of making the parts. They're in charge of talking to the customer. They have. Production coordinators, they have lay that, you know, lay supervisors, mill supervisors, they have marketing campaign, business person. It's a full-blown program. And the best way to learn about it is I actually have a YouTube video I could share with you in one minute's time. It'll tell you what it's all about. But second of all, if you really want to get learning it, we have workshops like three times a year. Granted, they were live, which I really enjoyed, but now the last two have been virtual, which is a little bit of a challenge because I'm a person that likes to meet face to face. But so we've been doing them and, you know, we charge a little bit for it, but it tells you how to start the program, how to develop day one, do this, day two to this. And just you get to meet everybody, you get to see it live and you get to see why business partners are involved, school administrators are involved and how it all just basically evolves. Anyways, Dan Connery is a super guy. He's a big supporter of it. He's probably my hats off to him. He's probably should deserve more credit than I, I do because he's really involved in it. I always kid around when, when I see Dan, it means the is not good, <laughs> but I'll set aside, you know, he's just a big supporter of it. He's actually personally donated like everybody else donated like $25,000 to the program. You know, it's, it's what he likes to call it. He calls it varsity shop, you know, where most schools are you know, like around here. Athletics are big in schools and some people go to schools for their athletics and some schools go for their Things or science or whatever they're good at, and it's it's open enrollment now, so people are doing this, and this is what Cardinal's known for. So a lot of people are open enrolling that school, which you know here in Wisconsin, you get roughly ten thousand dollars for student money-wise from the state or the federal, and you got twenty kid, twenty five kids open rolling. That's that's quite a lot of money in your budget. So from the school board side, they love it, and but really, it's about what it really boils down to. Like me and Craig and Dan say, we're not here to teach the hard skill. We are here to teach the soft skill. Because if you don't have the soft skills, I don't care who you are, what industry you're in, you can't be successful. You got to show up for work. You got to play together as a team. You got to be play nice in a sandbox together. If you can't do that, there is no sense of teaching someone how to machine, how to weld, how to fabricate, whatever you did. Th- the curve maybe so we really focus on that and Craig will call me up and say Matt I'm having a problem over here can you come over and talk so when someone fails there everybody kind of fails and we bring them all in in the classroom we shut the shop down we talk about the issue and I can tell you 10 times out of 10 and there's 10 commandments it's not a you know it's not a religious commandments it's a soft skill commandments and we'll find it right away and the kids know it and I'm like okay is this what you're going to do in life and your career? Oh, no. Okay, we're sorry. We'll figure it out. And I can give you a perfect example. They were making this part, aluminum part, and they were trying to tap a quarter 20 hole. And the mill supervisor says, you can't tap aluminum that big. And I'm like, you can tap aluminum that big. And then the, the two machine operators are like, oh, my tap keeps breaking. So I went over there and I had explained to them that maybe your, your drill you got in there is a little too too small. And what happens is it's, the miner's not big enough the tap a break, so I had to show them the chart and I said this chart is like from back in the 60s it's not modern modern tools today actually drill the size so let's put the correct drill in and it's tap a few holes well we did that and it worked I'm like okay, so you guys are fighting over this and not getting along and you know so that number of the teachable moments you like to have when I talk to kids too you know everybody tells me well you know recently I was in some of the news about I couldn't find help. And never, a lot of comments were, just pay more money, pay more money. And Joe, <laughs> I know more wealthy people that are really pretty wealthy that are unhappy than I do that people that make ends meet every month because they love their jobs. It's not all, it's about money. It's about coming to a place. I want them to be here. They want to be here. And we make it happy. We work together. And I, I always tell people, build a culture and your, all your problems go, go away because my best recruiters are my employees.
2: Matt, why do you believe there's been such a decline in interest among younger generations about entering the manufacturing workforce?
0: That's a question that pops up a lot lately. And it's it's one I personally, I don't, can't really 100% answer correctly, but we all have the same thing. You know, it's like, it's all this dirty, dirty, grimy job. The parents don't want you that. There's no future in it. And we've gotten that word out and I think it's improved a little bit, but I just think it's what we need to get better at is it's more technical. Running the machine isn't pushing buttons and just dialing it's you know i'll tell everybody machining you're you're frankly underpaid and, and that's one thing i want to do i mean i want to be like the harry mosler telling people to reshore instead of offshore i want to be the guy known for let's pay these machinists let's pay these welders what they're worth because you're really you're, you're a scientist you're a chemist you're an engineer you're a programmer and you got to develop processes metals move things don't pull right and we're paying you know we're paying in a 20 or 30 range we're these kids are telling the construction electrician plumbers they're working well over 30 and it's just not right i'm not saying cutting it making a mistake in a two by four nowadays of course that's quite expensive but you know you pile up a five hundred thousand dollar five axis integrex (laughs) i didn't know ten dollar two by four i mean that's like a seventy five thousand dollar spindle or if not worse and people should get paid for that kind of risk and and it's it's very stressful so i just don't think that's Communicated enough with people out there and then when I they just think for your college for your college you're a loser not quite frankly that's what drives me every day because when I was in school and granted I wasn't the nicest person in school and I probably deserved a little bit of what I deserved but one of my teachers told me you know Matt you ain't gonna have no successful life you're gonna be just low ball on it and never have a career or anything and you know that drives me every day <laughs> you know I we kind of respected the teacher when he told me that I'm going really you know, that's okay. So I just don't want another student really to be like that because, you know, every kid out there, anybody has a gift and talent, Joe. We just have to help them find it. And once they find it, and I've seen it over and over and over, they just blossom. I mean, I can give you an example for some people just working here. I mean, we got Maddie. Maddie's a wonderful lady. And I, I met her, she couldn't say two words. And she was a freshman in high school, the Cardinal. Her head was down. And I said, Maddie, one day, I said, what's the matter? Oh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And Maddie, well, it's gets develop a plan because every dream or goal without a plan is called failure. So, Maddie, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Oh, I like making things. I said it's, it's it's get there. It's just how we can get there. So we kind of laid out a plan. And if someone would have to told me that day that she could stand up and speak in front of three hundred people, <laughs> I would have thought you were crazy. But she does. She's a spark plug here. And me and Dan kind of fight over it because Dan always wanted to hire her and I wanted to hire. Her, so we always struggle with that. But Maddie's a superstar here. I mean, she's 21 years old, running a five access integracs and being the leader at 21 years old, Joe, 21. I got Cole. Cole, he doesn't work here. He's actually a teacher in Minnesota. He just thought he was depressed and a loser and Craig wrapped his arm around him and Ox thing, you know, he's talking to people, showing people, became a leader. One thing I do over there at Cardinal, I get everybody kind of a nickname. So we always called Cole Hollywood. Well, why do we call Hollywood? And I don't know if you guys know Titan Gilroy. He was on a show one day and Titan was interviewing him. And ever since then, he's became Hollywood. And he went on industry work, got about two or three years. And then he just decided, hey, I want to be like another Craig Krakowski and decided to go teaching and He's, I think he's his second year now. This year's the second year with COVID kind of set it back, but he'll, he'll develop a program just like Craig did. And there's several other students that are actually becoming teachers and actually with Craig's program, but now we got Tally and Tyson who both went for the program, went on industry and came back. And it's nice. It's just kind of reproducing itself. But no, it's, it's all about the kids making the right career choices. And you know, another thing I tell these kids, if manufacturing isn't for you, that's fine that's, that's cool. Well, at least now you know what you don't want to do and what you do want to do. And right there, that could almost save you a hundred thousand if you do go to the four-year college and that's not it. But you always remember, you can always fall back in manufacturing. I know who you are. I know where you've been. I know where you're going. So always rely on me as a reference or whatever. And there's been people that have called me and, Hey Matt, I just, this isn't nursing. This is plumbing. This isn't for me. I remember machining. I enjoyed making things because really, you know, when I talk to kids, when I hire people, I look for like four things. I look to see if they've been involved in art because really machining, fabricating is art. I look for sports because sports is team player. You got to work together. Music, and that's, that's kind of a touchy one, but you know, when you're cutting chips and you hear a rumbling, grumbling, it's not a good noise. You might want to put your feet hold on. And then oh, what was the other one? Art, music, sports, and math. Math, of course, naturally math's good for everybody. Those are the four key characteristics that I kind of stick to. And that's kind of what we lean towards over there too.
2: Matt, what have you learned about how to communicate with what I suppose is now Gen Z?
0: Stay in touch. They're looking for attention. And it seems like if you hire one, you're going to hire three or four right behind you because they all seem like they hang together with each other. When I was growing up, we did that too, but we didn't have cell phones and all this fancy stuff. We just hung together, play sports together and just build that relationship. Now it's more technical. They're not so much together. They're chatting or they're texting or is Snapchatting or whatever they do, you have to be part of that, that use that technology because they want attention. And, you know, you kind of got to go with the flow. It's sometimes it gets to be, what's this old guy doing texting the teenager, but you have, there's a fine line there, but you just have to stay involved in their, their lives and just keep them on that path. Because if they go off it, they'll go off fast. I trust me. It's, that's what I don't like to hear.
2: That makes sense. Matt, you you picked up where your father left off and you took over MRS machining and, and kind of took it up to another level and have won awards and been recognized by you know some pretty reputable sources and, and publications and industry organizations. And you did all this while also finding a way to be active in the community and doing some good for the world. So my question for you is, what advice can you give other manufacturing leaders that are listening right now about how to find that kind of balance?
0: Don't be scared. You know, most people are complaining and I, like I tell people, don't come to me, with, <laughs> my, my team here, don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. You have to, you have to get outside your egg. You just, they're not going to come to you. You have to go to them and just don't take no for an answer. You know, I can't tell me different schools I called on. I called on the superintendent, the principal, I got nothing, nothing, nothing. Like I told you before, I don't take no for an answer. So I got an officiating football and basketball. Well, you become, you know, you make good call holster. You get, you get that relationship with a head coach and all of a sudden, he, you're, now he's your reference and he goes to the superintendent and principal who he works with every day. and say, hey, got to come and talk to this guy. And that's how you open that door. I always say, just when you do get it, that chance to always tell him, hey, you're important to me because, and invite him into your shop, Call there and speak. Even if you can't, just maybe throw a video and just show your presence as far as just be part of your community because really owning a business or running a business or Being a leader, you have to, people got to know who you are because really, you know, like kids, they look up to heroes, you know, they got the fancy professional athletes and, you know, some of them are kind of, you know, not the, not the best hero. And I'd rather, my goal is for them to let me be the hero so they can look up to me. And I think a little more respect that goes that way, but don't fear it, man. Just it's, once you get into it, I guarantee you, we start getting recognition. You start seeing kids and community members get involved. It's just kind of a drug really in a way. Just don't sit home and complain. Just don't sit in your shop, or your business, and complain about it because that doesn't do nobody no good. That's good advice.
2: Well, Matt, is there anything I didn't ask you about today that you'd like to touch on?
0: Yeah, there's actually quite a few. I could probably be here for another hour. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, first of all, I'm going to talk about the employment thing. You know, it's it's like we're we're in, the, remember back in the depressions in the 30s and there were no jobs and we had all these people applying? Well, that's reversible now. So you got to kind of think about it like that. Where There's all these jobs, but there's no people applying. So you got to get really creative. And, you know, like if you're back in the 30s, you had to get creative to get a job or show them. Now it's just as a business owner, as a community, you have to get creative and do special things with benefits and stuff. And the second thing is, you know, there's a lot of businesses out there that are struggling. And I've been there. I mean, I've been in that doing this for 35 years now. And you're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. low times, high times, but always keep your head up. And there are people out there to help you. Trust me, I've had, I can name, I mean, I think where I'm at today isn't when what I did, it's for people have helped me take that advice and use it.
2: Good way to to put a bow on it, Matt. Really appreciate uh, you doing this today. It was a great conversation. I really admire what you've been able to do at Cardinal and you know, finding creative innovative ways to get young people involved in manufacturing and interested in manufacturing during a time when that interest really when i when i guess there really needs to be some new life breathed in into the industry and there's so many interesting things happening in manufacturing but we need to shed light on it for the younger generations to kind of draw them in i just think it's really great what you're doing at cardinal so Matt, can you tell our audience the best way to get in touch with you and where they can learn more about both MRS Machining and about Cardinal Manufacturing? Yeah,
0: I'm on LinkedIn under Matt Goosey, and that's one way. Or you can reach us on our website. That's at www.mrsmachining, with a C-O on the end, And I'll get your message, and hey, I'm here to help any way I can. Feel free to reach out sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and I might text you at two or three in the morning, but that's just how I am. That's how I'm wired. I mean, it's 24-7, 365 for me.
2: Well, thanks again for doing this, Matt. This is a really good conversation. And yeah, everybody, please check out what Cardinal's doing. Look for Matt Goosey on LinkedIn and hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing
1: Executive.